This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with That Snack Polly Cupcakes. What's up, everybody? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Coming off a uh, pretty rough one. Yeah. Well, we'll get to it. But um, first off, wanted to tell you guys about mybookie.ag. The Hockey Podcast Network has partnered with them to offer you $1,000 in free cash or up to $1,000 in free cash using the code THPN. Now, that comes with a 50% match. So basically, you could get up to $1,000 in free cash if your initial deposit on mybookie.ag is $2,000. So that's a total of $3,000 that you could just start off with. You know, the Super Bowl's today, so a little bit late for that. But any other action... All sorts of leagues, NHL, NBA, NFL, Premier League even, prop bets, all sorts of stuff. Check them out, mybookie.ag, code THPN. You could deposit 2000 You could deposit 100 and get 150 Up to you, but the, the max here is 1000 in free cash with a 50% match. Um, another thing that we have going on. The Hockey Podcast Network is always dedicated to bringing you guys the best shit, which is why we're here, right, Polly? Exactly. <laughs> um, so now the Hockey Podcast Network has individual feeds for all of their podcasts, including the League Podcast, right? So we have the Terry Ryan Podcast. We have the Ice Analytics Podcast with the host that you may, you may or may not uh, recognize, and... Then we have our individual feeds now too. So it, basically if you Google like Caps Chirp, we'll come up. You can subscribe and follow us. Whereas previously if you were to follow and subscribe to to get us, you would have to subscribe just to the network. Now you can subscribe just to us. Leave reviews, chirp us there, do whatever you want. But just another way that the network is upping the quality and bringing you guys the best of the best. Right, Polly? Faux show. <sighs> well, after all that housekeeping stuff, I mean, I I just need a fucking drink, dude. What about you? <clears throat> Let's do it. One, two, three. All right. So, it was a busy week here, Caps fans. Busy week. We just got done watching a certain matinee that we'll get to here. You know, I'm, I'm keep teasing it. We'll get to here um, in a little bit. But first, some league news. Battle of Alberta. Paul, you ever heard of this thing that happens in the true north? Yeah. <clears throat> Legends. And uh, I feel like in recent years it hasn't lived up to it. But I'd say, you know. With the insertion of Matt Kachuk, things are really, you know, at a <laughs> boiling point right now. No doubt. I mean, um, so if you don't know what the Battle of Alberta is, it is the Oilers versus the Flames. When they play, it's both Alberta teams. Get it? That's why they call it the Battle of Alberta. Those yeah. Canadians, they they base a lot of their things in logic that they do, right? <laughs> um, and... 
it's 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 generally a pretty good matchup. You know, it's kind of like um, I guess it'd be like when the Pins and, and Flyers play, right? Right. You know, New York and LA or in California have all those teams, so it's not just two. It's it's kind of weird, but but there's a couple teams. You know, those, these two teams in Alberta kind of really go at it. Now we told you guys that we would we would update you because if you remember, Matt Kachuk played Cassian uh, pretty hard in their first meeting. And it was kind of a you know a bit of a a, a to do when Cassian absolutely fucking cracked and ragdolled Kachuk as Kachuk went down and turtled. Now my take on that you know this was a hip check uh, subject, so my take on that was Kachuk should have stood up for himself and at least traded a couple with him versus just immediately going down in the turtle. Well, Cassian got two games uh, suspension for that came back after the all-star break and here it is it it lived up to all the billing um kachuk wanted to go early with cassian but ended up waiting a little bit cassian said he wanted to make him wait he's teasing him a little bit a little <laughs> a little teasing there finally they dropped the gloves and kachuk he he you know he held his own i think he lost the fight but what do you think Polly? yeah uh respect for going I think it's funny that Cassian played games with him because Kachuk was probably eager to prove that he'll do it. And so I think Cassian took advantage of the situation, made him wait, and uh, it was a good fight, good scrap. I think Kachuk should have just done this from the beginning. But at least he caught him when he wasn't, like, super, like, mad. (laughs) So the first time, it might have been way more ugly. Yeah, he's probably shitting his pants the first time. Yeah, you know, so, I'm gonna get fed here. You know, I'm already. Yeah. He knows he's gonna lose that fight, but right. you know, do you do you take the raging bull or the more docile bull? Yeah, I'd rather take the calculated guy than the unhinged guy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Especially when you you likely know you're you're gonna go down. Right. Here. Um. So, you know, Cassian had complimentary words for Matt here, saying, "Look, you know, I'm glad he he." He threw with me. I think he kind of redeemed himself a little bit from what some would consider "quote unquote" cow- cowardly play. Yeah. Um. So great to see that the game itself was a barn burner. Yeah. Ended in a four-three shootout for the Flames win. Um. When Riddich stopped Connor McDavid there at the end, the stick toss. I yeah. mean, was... ultimate flex there, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's just. Anybody else, it, I mean, it, doing it to Connor McDavid, right? It just feels great you for know? the win, right? Like if just you did boom. it to like James Neal, like yeah, it's cool, <laughs> but that's Connor McDavid. I mean, he's probably the best hockey player in the world, right? And you just stuffed him for a win, and I'm it was an aggressive cool. save too. It was yeah. a poke check, yeah. That, that he 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 beat him on. So, which I like that you know you give these guys too much time, they're gonna find an opening. Right. So sometimes it's better to just go right Sell at out. Sell yeah. out. Absolutely. I mean, there's no rebound. Right. So you just got to touch the puck. Um, uh, you know, I, I was hoping more of these games would be on national TV down here south of the border in yeah. the good old US of A. But instead, I guess NBC probably wanted to, like, show lizard contest, lizard, lizard showing contest, best in class for iguanas. Yeah, that was what L.A. versus Chicago. 
that yeah. night was on national TV instead. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, and then, you know, it's sometimes they don't even show hockey when, when a ton of games. I mean, this, this Saturday was a ton of NHL games, and they showed nothing, like motocross and reruns of Dateline. Yeah. So, come on. No, hopefully this next TV deal, hockey will be pushed more to the forefront, as it should be. Right. Now a continuation of the Battle of Alberta. So this week you didn't you didn't just get it once, folks. You got it twice, and the Oilers respond with an eight three win, a line brawl, and a fucking goalie fight. You know, as if it wasn't if it wasn't great enough, it it they just blow the top off of it. Yeah, I mean these have always been highly contested, good games, but. Uh, you know, with the talent and with the drama that is come of recent, it's it's been even better. Uh, you know, so the Oilers routed them eight to three. They're at the end of the game. Um, the the I don't I forget which Oiler did it, but there's a play in front of Cam Talbot. Um, and one of the Oilers forwards dives into Talbot and tries to get that extra poke in for the puck. You're up eight to three. That's insult to injury, at least in the Flames' eyes and in my eyes too. So Talbot took a little bit of an exception, along with the entire Flames line that was out there. So all six guys start beating this guy down. It turns into a bit of a brawl. Cam Talbot is a centerpiece into this thing sparking off. So Mike Smith just decides to mosey on up to the red line and just you know. Puts his hands on his his chin on his hands and on his stick and just kind of stares down Talbot. Talbot sees this and obliges him immediately. Yeah. So, you know, yard sale gear starts coming off and it was a, a good tilly by yeah. um, by by both guys and it showed a lot of respect. I think Mike Smith probably landed three good uh, face knuckle sandwiches. Um, Talbot got a couple glancing blows in and then went down with Mike Smith on top of him. In a vulnerable position, Mike Smith could have continued to hammer fist him Brock Lesnar style, <laughs> but erred on the side of um, of good faith and did not. So props to those both of those teams for or both those combatants, willing combatants at that, to really um, show restraint in a very heated uh, situation. Right, Polly? Yeah, uh, it was. Solid fight, but they kept it respectable. Yeah, uh, respectful of each other. Sure, um, it was. It's nice to see when the goalies can throw because sometimes they're just tossing pillows at each other. But these yeah, boys, these mean, boys were right. going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Smith landed it like a, a, yeah. a few good shots into into um into Talbot's dome. So always good to see a goalie fight. Gotta love that shit. Um, especially with a line brawl, a bit of a line brawl too. You know, um. Makachuk went there too. Uh, he fought. I forget who, um, but at that point, everybody was kind of just throwing. <laughs> yeah, just grab a body, right? Start so, punching, right? Right. Um, now, uh, a little bit of a some some sadder news. Uh, Ed Belfour was arrested for some drunken violence. I guess uh, he was in a hotel. I think that. He, it was like a hotel bar or something. He, he ripped a, for the report I read, he ripped a, um, like a curtain hanger off of the, 
a wall and was like swinging it around. He was on his back, like holding it, like up kicking people from Jeez. his back and shit. Yeah, it was a total, total shit show from what I understand. Um, Fucking goalies, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, and that sounds funny, but hopefully if Ed Belfort has a problem, which he's had some alcohol run-ins with the law and alcohol, I believe, in the past. So, you know, the mugshot of him cheesing and everything, you know, that's it's funny and all that, um, but... Hopefully, if if Eddie needs some help, because he's a legend, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, he can he can get what he needs. Um, aside from the from the story being somewhat humorous on on the surface, he's still a person. Right. Um, you know, another goalie or fictional goalie that kind of got into some trouble here is uh, uh, fucking Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks. He's, a couple times. I think he's been arrested. Yeah, and most math. recently. Yeah, he just looks even worse now, man. I think yeah. he's at the end of his rope, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I think he's either going to get locked up or get himself killed. Yeah, I I, I, I think so, too. Unfortunately, um, he just, just looks... I mean, he looked god-awful a couple years back when he got popped and it hit the news, but this time... It's even worse. Uh, he is if if it could get any worse. I mean, he looks like he's like a seventy year old person, yeah. and he's in his like thirties, I believe. Yeah. So, brutal. yeah. Hopefully, you know, addiction abuse of drug abuse of this sort is uh, n- not funny. Uh, you know, even though the, the stories on the surface could be. So, again, hope those guys get some get the help that they need, and. Um, Last but not least, before we get into the Washington wraparound, the Seattle Kraken may or may not be. May or may not. The Seattle team definitely not confirm it. I don't mind it. I think it's a cool name. Uh, I know you favor the Totems. Fucking hate the Kraken. Uh, I mean, uh, it's it's a strong. It's a it's a it's a not a strong. It's a weak number two for me. I mean, it. I think it, it'll go well with Cheers. I think you could have a pretty cool design. And it's and, intimidating. I mean, like it's an intimidating <laughs> character, or fictional animal. It's not like they're the, the unicorns, right? I mean, I mean, it's better than the sockeye. Yeah, and and so like or the evergreens. Um, you know, there's so many uh, room. So, okay. So this whole thing broke because a quote-unquote executive, unnamed executive, said that it was going to be the Kraken. Now, whether Seattle leaked this on their own or somebody got to this quote-unquote executive and published this story or whatever, who knows? That's complete speculation. But maybe they're judging. Maybe they leaked it on their own to judge reception and how many people would pile on it, like me, which I did fervently um so hopefully my efforts changed their their uh <laughs> like, oh their, shit look what hockey troll said <laughs> i'm very important i'm very important i have uh, about 150 followers on twitter so uh you know upwards of 300 on facebook jeez uh i mean you're a legend i know <laughs> i i'm my my thoughts and opinions are extremely important and if Seattle knows what they're doing, they'll change it to the totems and change their color scheme to be like brown. Like think of a brown, like a light brown, like wood color for the kind of like Hershey, but wood instead of chocolate. 
Uh, I think that, and plus earth tone colors, like dark red and, uh, I don't know, like some blacks and, and, and maybe, I don't know. I just, I, I, I imagine a totem from like the Northwest and then I imagine that on, as a uniform and I feel like that would be badass. I'm sure it would be, but I think, I think Kraken's cool. Kraken's too safe, you know? But, what are they going to call I mean, the arena? Uh, Dylan Dylan from the network said they're going to call the arena the crack house. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> really? I mean... <laughs> Let's, we're going to the crack house. Their biggest rival will probably be the, the Canucks. And, you know... True. You got a nice little ocean battle there with the, the giant squid basically killing off Orca. You know? It's a nice little, little touch there. Wow, you've really gone into the fantasy here, haven't yeah. you? Polly. Yes. I'm a little scared how much, <laughs> how, how like into that you are. But, um, you know, and, uh, somebody brought up a pretty good point is that, you know, the Canucks also have kind of a tribal or native flair to their imagery and their logo. So maybe that's why they're trying to stay away. And the Kraken as an octopus is kind of, I mean, I get that. That's, but I feel when I think Kraken, I feel like just tentacled beast. I don't, I mean, I guess it is an octopus, but then you like Clash of the Titans where it was like a big swamp thing, you know, trying to, trying to eat virgins. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a squid, octopus, giant monster thing. Yeah. But in the, have you even, are you even fucking old enough to remember the original Clash of the Titans? One of the best fantasy movies ever. I don't think I've seen it. What? All right. Well, I own it. Maybe we'll watch it one day. Okay. And you can be educated. Okay. Um, yeah, like Pegasus and, and... I mean, I know, I know who the characters are. Okay. Yeah, well, if you are a person who's watched the new Clash of the Titans, I think there's two of those movies, they don't hold a candle to to the, uh, the original, at least in my eyes. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. Well, what else you got on? I mean, so there's moving back to to David Backus here. Uh, he won't report to the Providence Bruins. They, he he thinks he'll get traded. Is that? Yeah, he's trying to save himself. That's what they're saying for one more year for somebody who's trying to make a push. So he's just gonna sit out and wait. Yep. Till they Practice. trade his contract. Apparently, mm. that's the strategy that he has and. And ownership has been okay with it. They didn't fine him for not reporting. It's not like he's doing it to say fuck you to the Bruins for tr- for doing me dirty. It's more or less just what's going to happen with me. I understand that I'm not needed here. So Well, for some guys, once they're taken out of the NHL fold, they never get back. So maybe he's trying to avoid that. You right. Know, say, I'm not going to suit up in the AHL because... I'm going to keep it's like when someone gets promoted and then they get fired and they their next job they don't want to take a step down cuz they've already teach, uh, achieved that higher level. Right. So he's trying to like Oh, I know that. I know that feeling. Yeah. So <laughs> so he's I feel like he's trying to establish himself that he's still an NHLer and he's going to stick with that not be a team guy and not suit up in the AHL because he thinks he's better than that. Yeah, and he doesn't want to get injured in the AA. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go down, and I'm sure there's going to be every guy trying to 
trying to make a name for himself by pinning, you know, tacking Bacchus to the boards or fighting him or whatever, right? I mean, he's going to have a, he's going to be targeted in some way, shape, or form if he does play in the A. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. So I get what he's doing. You know, whatever happens to him, I hope the caps stay so clear <laughs> from him, but. I don't think they have the, the space. I mean, it's a $6 million cap hit, and he's got still an additional year left. So, interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what, what, what plays out in this. Uh, I, I off the cuff, do not think that it's going to end well for Bacchus. I think that he might have to retire or just play the A and, and finish his years in the A. I agree with that assessment. Yeah. So, what do you got here about Zona? So, <clears throat> there's not a whole lot right now, but they released a statement. This is a, according to azcentral.com. Um, they acknowledge that they are being investigated for illegal pre-draft recruiting. They were, you know, doing illegal pre-draft physical testing on CHL players, and they said they have no comment at this time. So, not really something... I'm used to hearing in pro sports. That's usually like an NCAA thing. So to me, that's interesting that these pro teams are getting hit with illegal recruiting because I never really hear that ever. Yeah, and I mean, what? so it's CHL players? Yeah, which is what, uh, a minor or juniors up in Canada. Yeah, but and they're – what kind of testing? Did it even go into that or they're – it just says illegal physical testing. Like, not illegal, but they just weren't allowed to do it yet. So, my guess is, what, like... Like they invited them out stuff. to camp or something and was like, work out in front of us and see Pro- what happens. Yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Well, you know, if they did break the rules, I'm sure that the NHL slap them on the wrist for it. This doesn't sound like it's a huge thing, though, right? Yeah. Or is it? I, I mean... I guess we'll see when the when the report comes out. Yeah, I've never heard of this in a pro kind of, you know, other than like pro teams or or other outside interest giving money to like college players or things like that. It's kind of like the the worst it gets. Um, and I wonder what kind of punishment comes with it. Have they even explored that, or they're just they just know they're being it's just investigated right now. Yeah, and they're just not going to comment on it. Interesting. Well, we'll keep an eye on that and report back to you. Um, there's Stanley Cup odds. I don't even want to fucking hear him, dude. Do you want to do him? Well, do you love him? I was just going to say that the Caps are towards the top. The Caps and Lightning are both plus 800. Okay. With the Avalanche and Penguins tied at second at plus 900. So the we're favored. Yeah, equally with Tampa with the, Bay. With Tampa Bay. Yeah. The top three out of four are Eastern, Washington, Pittsburgh, yeah. Tampa Bay, and then the Avalanche. Gotcha. Interesting. Good stuff there. Um, whatever the fuck that means, uh, that I feel like I don't want to jinx it, but you know, I've been I've been touting this team all year, so we'll see. Vegas never loses, though, right? Right. <laughs> all right. Last thing on on league news: Tomas Hurdle. As if it couldn't get any worse in fucking San Jose, dude. Unbelievable. Yeah. Season ender. Brutal. Mini- or MCL and ACL tear then he's blown up yeah just had an Tomas Hurdle just had a great all-star game um was you know having a has been a pretty solid 
um, player for San Jose and was really taking a lot of those minutes, a lot of those scoring minutes, you know, for that team. Yeah. New coach. New Time lineup. to tank. Yeah. Time right? to tank in the tank. <laughs> Just tank for that lottery pick. Yeah, and I mean, um, and and to have these injuries be just like long term, you mm-hmm. know, because what Couture is out still, right? Uh, yeah, he's out for an extended time. Yeah, brutal, man, brutal. So sorry, San Jose fans, what a fall from grace here. It sucks. I think this is the beginning of the end. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, surprisingly they've held on for this long, you know, mm-hmm. but. Every team goes through these ebbs and flows. Unfortunately, they're ebbing right now. All right. League news out of the way. Caps talk. Talk about the the Washington Capitals. Let's do it. All right, Caps fans. You know, um, fuck. We're going to – this is the last game that we're going to review – uh, but we, Polly, I said six points. You said five points. Yeah. We were both fucking wrong. Caps walk away with four points on this four game week. Um, you know, started out good again on Monday against Montreal, a four, two win caps looked a little rusty, but overall it was a decent game against, uh, you know, a floundering opponent. The Canadians are, as we've spoken before, kind of a bunch of competent bums being dragged along by Carey Price, right? Yeah. So, you know, got out of the first two periods with a 3-1 lead. Travis Boyd on an own goal from uh, Jeff Petrie. That was ugly. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, Verona with the the third goal on a snipe. And then Backy with the empty netter. Habs were uh, Habs Habs started to you know challenge us here in the third. You know, and and we say it again and again. The parity in the league is amazing, so you can't sleep on these teams. But the Capitals are are pretty uh, are are pretty good against the Habs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the Habs they showed up, but eventually the Capitals proved their dominance. Yeah, and uh, you know. <clears throat> On the second goal, with Wise playing his 500th game, he gets a goal against Holpe. Um, you know, I immediately checked Twitter against my <laughs> against my better judgment and saw a bunch of people piling on Holpe because he didn't play it perfectly. Now that goal is on John Carlson. He takes the body on Wise. Wise sees that his team retains possession at the point and he does like, he does what every good fucking hockey player does all the way down from mites to midgets to NHL. He went to the net mm-hmm. and no one followed him again. The caps getting beat back to their own fucking net catches a pass, a slap pass from, from the point holds on to it, outweights Holpe and backhands it into the net. I cannot blame Holpe there for a one on O. Going one-on-one with the goalie, the shooter's favorite every time, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, anytime you let people behind your last defenseman, it's not on the goalie. 
Right. I mean, it's a, if you're if you're slow break or or full breakaway situation, that's a defensive failure. However, you look at it. Um, yeah. The goalie is just the last line. Anytime there's an opposing player between the goalie and the last defensive player, that's defense's fault. Right. Every time. And <clears throat> sorry. And you know, TSN announcers were saying like Holpe was fighting the puck. He wasn't doing great. You know, he was, he seemed a little uneasy. Um, and I'll agree with that. You know, I don't think Holtby's having a great year. He's in a, he's in the worst slump of his career. He's on a contract year. He like he knows that he's likely not going to have us have room on this Caps team, a uh, team that he won the cup with a team that he has been literally the backbone of for five plus years, uh, a team that drafted him. You know, I mean, this is like getting ripped away from your home. Yeah. Goaltenders are very cerebral animals, so I, I don't see why. I mean, and then all the fucking fans piling on this guy who's, you know, holds all the goaltending records for the organization is just bad form in my eyes. Yeah, and these these same assholes are going to cheer for him twenty years from now when he comes back and they recognize him at a game or something. Right, you know, right. like reckon when they have a reunion for their first cup. <clears throat> People are going to be cheering for Holpe, and it's like, fuck you. The last yeah. season, you were uh, shitting on him. Right. And, you know, previous to that goal that he let in, um, which made it a 3-2 game, so it gave life to the Habs. But, you know, he made several tough saves in front with traffic in front, off rebounds. You know, it, he came up big. He kept us in the game and, in fact, probably stole a little bit of it for us. So... You piling on as fans, if you are one of these Holpe detractors, shut the fuck up. Um, and <clears throat> and and now <laughs> I'm going to play devil's advocate here. That being said, there has been scrutiny on Holpe. People hinting at maybe he's lost a bit of his lateral movement with his age and maybe not as flexible or as strong or as agile in the crease. This would probably be a great example of it. This goal alone where he just gets outweighted. And it looked like Holpe pushed off, but he just didn't have enough, didn't get over far enough, uh, where in previous years he might. I am, I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough examples to, to say, oh, he's lost a step in his lateral movement. Is he getting older? Yeah. Do goalies generally age well, though? Yes. Yeah. I think most teams in the league would be happy to have Braden Holpe. Right. And you know he's going to get a huge payday. Mm-hmm. And it ends up becoming a business decision. And I'm sure it's a tough on Hopi to say, oh, well, it's become a business decision. And unfortunately, because of money, I'm probably going to have to leave the Capitals organization. So let's uh, let's pump our brakes on, on our fucking hero, Hopi, here, who literally has the save of the fucking decade. Yeah. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, let's just, just pump the brakes. Going through a rough patch. you know. Also, let's remember... That we're all sitting at home watching him play in the NHL. <laughs> right. So let's all tone it back on the criticism because we aren't good enough. Right. And and constructive criticism is fine. You know, yeah. like what I just said. You know, right. maybe there's maybe there is something to this whole lateral movement, loss of a step, whatever. Do I feel that goalies can overcome that? Absolutely. You know, change your style, a little bit less aggressive, a little bit more aggressive, you know, whatever it needs to be done to tweak it, that can happen. But to just be like, trade Holtby, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, very. All right, well, that's enough about that. Nashville. 
at home on Wednesday. 5-4 loss. That's a bad beat. Yeah, it was ugly. Ugly game. Total slop fest. Um, You know, Richard Panic though. You know, we said on the, or I said on the tip of the iceberg podcast where we were last Thursday. Hopefully, you guys tuned in on that. Let me uh, chirp the, heard me chirp the the pins guys, the two Knicks, a little bit. Um, but you know, Richard Panic has been a guy that I've been high on, uh, a guy that I've liked all season. Liked the acquisition from day one. He's really paying off dividends now. Didn't have a great start, but down the stretch, he's become way effective and and has been making a splash on the score sheet um you know this game was ridiculous there were like four own goals uh we ended up losing it because unfortunately Holpe made a ill-advised pass on the power play for yet another shorthanded goal which ended up being the game winner correct yes so he passes it up, coughs up a meatball to Ryan Johansson. John Carlson is back, by the way. So it's one-on-one with John Carlson. John Carlson doesn't – he I, and, and as a defenseman myself, like I can understand that situation. Like, okay, Johansson is coming he's, – he's outside the faceoff dot when he lets the shot go. He's close, but he's outside the faceoff dot. Not a great angle to shoot. Do you risk screening your goalie here? while he's already at the top of the circles before you can react and get in front of him, you know, or do you let the goalie handle it? Beer league me would say, yeah, I should let the goalie handle it. <laughs> um, and I think that's kind of what JC did. Yeah. He could have put a stick in the way, He, but he, he kind of just sat there. Um, yeah. I mean, he was kind of stuck in no man's land. Right. I mean, that was actually, it was the game tying goal. Oh, game okay. Winner. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I mean, you get what I'm saying here, right? He yeah. he could have he could have at least put a stick in the lane, done something to mm-hmm. obstruct. Again, Holpe's bad turnover ends up behind him. He's feeling shitty about that. Not a great judge. Not a great play. Um, Holpe said he just didn't see him. Which, when you're trying to when you're trying to go from the right corner all the way out to the left neutral zone, that's a tough tough pass to make. Yeah. I literally, if I if you put me in goalie pads and, and goalie stick and and had me do that. I would not make it to the crease. Yeah, <laughs> I would not make the puck. Would not make it to the crease. Same. So, so he's winging it. Um, <clears throat> and again, you know, and and this is this kind of tips off our our or at least the teaser here, which we're going to cover in depth. I'm going to cover in depth on the hockey troll hip check on Thursday. So tune in for that. A little bit about these shorthanded goals and these defensive breakdowns. Um, but you know. The, the way that we're playing these is subpar in my my, my eyes. I don't think that we're, we're doing it right. Um, and I've the jury for me has been out on whether this is a systems thing or not. Tune in on Thursday to find out more. Um, as far as is Holpe, that's, you know, that's, don't, again, sh- shut the fuck up. That's a, that's a tough play. It's a pylon. But when you score four goals and get beat by five, it can't be solely the goalie's fault, right? Right. So, uh, brutal. Um, now, Benino. <laughs> Dickhead Benino scores the game OT game winner against Holpe to move the Penguins into the, the conference finals 
in what was it, nineteen? Whenever they played the Preds, I'm pretty sure. Anyways, you remember this game-winning goal, right? Yeah, probably 17. 17, 17, yeah. Um, yeah, my bad. But he, this is like the worst own goal I've seen in a long time. He basically just shoots it into his own net. <laughs> yeah, so Nick Benino shot it literally into his own net from behind the net. He comes out, tries to go. I don't even know what the fuck he was looking at. But it goes right in on Saros and how sweet that was, right? Yeah. I love it. They had a couple dumb plays. Yeah. Uh, luckily, one worked out for Ovi. Yep. And, uh, you know, that put him above Stevie Y, ninth all time. Boom. Uh, you know, it was stupid by the Predators, but it was also a result of Ovechkin going hard. Yeah. I feel like he's been re-energized by his recent success. And his nice little all-star and, break. And his all-star break. And a little vacay. He, he's been going pretty hard. In the offensive zone deep, uh, a lot of times he kind of just lets everybody else do it. Right. So, I mean, he was rewarded for his hard work to the net. Yeah, and it was a fumble by by Saros. Yeah. Off the back wall, he just mishandles a puck and lets it drift into the crease, and Ovi's there to clean it up. Mm-hmm. So, when, that was know, what, 693? Yeah. You go hard to the net, good things happen. Right. And how about, how about Stevie Y congratulating him and saying... Uh, Hey, when you do break Gretzky's record, invite me to the party because I'm trying to get lit. Right. <laughs> After seeing how he celebrated for the cup, he was like, this will be even better. Right, right. So that that uh, tough loss, especially when we give up that shorthanded goal. Uh, that's that's the takeaway here. Not a terrible game. Just, a, I, mean, not a, I mean, it was a terrible game. It was just sloppy. Sloppy yeah. all over. Not really, a great look. It really was. Yeah. Fortunately... We roll into um, Ottawa on Friday. It's a five-three win. Um, pretty exciting back and forth game. Not a lot of not a lot of trapping in the neutral zone. It seemed like both teams kind of let the other team have the neutral zone to gain speed. Yeah. Um, you know, it, with this, uh, the the Senators are trash, right? I mean, we we kind of expected that. Um, this was a good game to get back on our feet and expected win. Right. Um, unfortunately that whole shorthanded goal stat happened again. Um, we are now, that is the ninth shorthanded goal since, and that's seven since December 23rd. It's pretty that's terrible a, stat. That is a lot in a short span of time. Um, fucking, uh, fucking a, that, that's terrible. This needs fixed. Uh, that's league leading. Shorthanded goals against, um, and we are actually we don't hold hold it solely. We're, we're tied with Detroit for nine shorthanded goals, and Detroit literally has a goal differential of negative ninety. So basically, losing every game by like five goals. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And um, you know the worst part about this shorthanded goals, we basically got dunked on. You know, it was a three on two going into our own zone. A situation where OV has his man covered in front of the net, just is not hard enough on his stick, yeah. and it goes from the left point to the right circle to the front of the net. I it mean, was, this was a two-pass play. It was a nice passing play. It was, and it was almost like OV thought, because I'm here, nothing will happen. Right? Like he didn't play. Right. He had good positioning. He yeah, just didn't perfect. play good defense. Yeah, he just needed to turn and face the guy. Right. 
and lift a stick. Yeah, I mean, if he gets his eye on the puck, he probably could have just deflected it away. Right, right, or taken it. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's uh, that's tough, 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 tough. Did you say so? Did Hags have a have a shorthander? Yeah. Uh, so for us, finally, we get a little redemption. Well, he's got a couple goals on the season, and a couple are shorthanded. I mean, he he definitely he shows up when we're down. He's he shows up when the team needs him the most. Uh, it's his fourth goal of the season, and that ended up being the game winner. Right. So it was huge. No Haglin, Haglin needs more five on five time, in my opinion. I just think he's a really good spark plug. We'll talk about it more, but I thought he brought a lot of good energy to the Penguin game. I, I just don't see why Haglin's not out there more. You know what? I think the big, big, ta- the big negative on Haglin is that I don't think that teams think he has hands and finishing ability because he hasn't shown it. Um, I think that's what he's lost the most throughout his career is his the skating's always been there skating's yeah. likely will always be there for him um even when he's a lot older he probably won't have the wheels but he'll um still be a great skater and be able to be relevant in the league as as a, a positional and skating guy and, a, and an energy guy um i just don't i don't think he's got the shot in the hands to to finish he misses the net a lot the shot is not great um not accurate either. So as far as I, I think his role is good, but if you're looking for a guy to reward with ice time, that's him. Yeah, definitely. So, so there, that's, that's, that's my take on it. Um, one thing about the Ottawa senators though, is how about this Duclair kid? He's really found himself up there. He has. And this is a guy that, you know, could go by the way of, you know, somebody who's washing out early um, because he bounced around the league, you know, um, and was has been primarily stuck on trash teams, you know, like uh, Zona, um, Ottawa. But he is a contributor on this team, and I've always liked this guy's skill set. So good for Anthony DeClaire. We'll give it up for him, um, an Ottawa senator. Not not here just to stroke the, the caps here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, now – Ovi score? Two. Ooh. Which tied him with Messier and then gave him the lead over Messier. So he came in number nine overall. Then he was tied for eighth. Now he's eighth overall. Grade eight, number eight. He had two good goals. You know, the last one was empty netter, but he had to make a nice move. And I actually was thinking about when I saw some empty netters not go in over this weekend. Yeah. About how even though there's no goalie there, it still takes skill. So if there's anybody out there shitting on Ovi for racking right. up empty netter <laughs> goals, most of these empty net goals, he's got to like break some dude's ankles right in the neutral zone or shoot him from his own end or something. Yeah, you know, from half ice. Right. I was watching the Avalanche and Flyers game, and there were some missed empty net opportunities. So I put. Just as much stock in these goals, and they all count the same. He's number eight overall, and Ottawa gave him a nice reception. Yeah, 
Yeah, they they were classy about it. And I mean, anybody who's going to... It's not like the majority of Ovechkin's goals are empty netters, you dickheads. Like, right. of course you're going to put Ovi out there on an... You're the best shooter on your team on an empty net situation. Yeah, and um, I think it was Milberry was saying... Gretzky loved empty netters. Mario loved empty netters. Like, <laughs> right. don't sit there and say that Ovechkin's just racking up these easy goals. All these goal scorers have done this to get to this point. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Okay. I feel like we've tried to blow blown through this a little bit. Like you haven't been talking a lot, and uh, and you know we've just kind of like been been speed speed rushing this because there's a lot of content to go through. But we're gonna we're gonna slow it down, take a little bit of time on this in this last one. Um, I'm still to? reeling. <laughs> I'm still reeling from this. Uh, Sunday, two two, first game in February. Four three loss to the Penguins. At one point, the Caps were up one, immediately tied, and then down 3-1. Claw our way back to a 4-3 loss. Uh, we led for, like, what, a minute of this game? Yeah. And then we're tied for, like, five. That's the problem, man. <laughs> these these Penguins, they can just score so quick. They Opportunistic they fucks. Are, they are opportunistic. They, they would just do enough to keep you from scoring a bunch of goals and then boom boom and it's like what the fuck we're dominating this game right and we're down two nothing you know that's just the kind of crap they do it's and very I mean, frustrating yeah they're always on they're always sniffing for the net i mean it's it's a good it's they they played well um the caps did not the caps in a typical matinee fashion came out flat for the two two the first two fucking periods were god awful trash, just dumpster fire periods. Um, we hit post a couple times, and then you know, cue up uh, old Bruce and you come into the fucking bench with your fucking head down if you want it. You gotta fucking want it, you know. Um, <laughs> just abysmal play for the most part for the first two periods. The last period, we turn it on and we literally dominate fifteen minutes of the of the last period without like a single penguin shot on it. It was beautiful. It was Absolutely great. Absolutely beautiful. You know, we went back, we, we went, that's peak caps. You know, we don't play that fucking finesse style that they play in Pittsburgh. We play a heavy style. We're, we're at our best when all four lines are banging bodies in the offensive zone and, and every, and, and making the other team pay for touching our puck with a pound of flesh at every step of the way. Now, the four check was great. We were funneling shots to the net. Um, you know, the refs put the whistles away on both sides. You know, I, I definitely tweeted out some some uh, some <laughs> trolling action, uh, especially with the tip of the iceberg guys, about how there was biased uh, in the calls, which there is. There's always bias. The Penguins are always favored in every situation. I feel like in the NHL, um, <laughs> you're laughing. I am laughing. (laughs) Um, But, you know, with that being said, we shot ourselves in the fucking foot. We didn't, we came out and we're dog shit for first, first two and then tried to pile it on too little too late. I agree. If, Um, if the Caps would have played half as well in the first two periods as they did in the third, probably would have been a six, four victory. Right. And I mean, Brandon Tanev's the game winning goal this shit goal. I mean, he's in great position, but just a shit shot that tips off Orlov and then yeah. flutters over Samsonov. I mean, 
typical, man. Like that was brutal. If it wasn't for luck, the Penguins would be fucking not in Pittsburgh. They'd been fucking dissolved, right? They'd have been. Yeah. A, they wouldn't even be a fucking team. Or Kansas um, City or something. Yeah. <laughs> Quebec City, maybe. Um, that would be hilarious. Uh, and you know, props to Lars Eller here. Two goals, two big goals. Um, he breaks it open on the first and then, and then gives us life right back after Tanev scores to go up four two. Uh, I really thought we were going to get something here, but we didn't. Um, I mean, lots of negatives here. Lots of negatives on the caps, turnover machines, power play was abysmal. Um, when the third rolled around, the physicality was great, but what the fuck is going on with the power play? I don't know. They're lazy. It's like right. they they expect the killing team to just lay down, let them right. have opportunities. They're they're definitely not hungry. The puck retrieval is a problem, but I think that is the biggest problem here is the decisions made with the puck. When the Caps, okay, so generally the Caps will take it to Ovi. If Ovi doesn't have the shot, he'll rib it, right? He'll rim it around the boards or at least get it behind the net and then it and then it recycles. That's the reset, right? That's the mm-hmm. reset play. Um, because all attention's on Ovechkin, the power play or the PK has shifted his way. The strategy then is to reset, get it back to the point the long way, which is around the boards, um, you know, down to X or behind the net, then to the half boards, then up to Carlson, right? Right. By that time, the power the PK, the penalty killers have shifted towards away from Ovi and then you set Ovi up for another one, right? Right. Um <clears throat> we haven't been able that that uh the pass from the half boards to the point has not been clean. It has been bobbled way too many times uh for an easy pickoff by the by the penalty killers who are getting shorthanded opportunities and scoring and scoring and finishing them. Um not good, not good. Uh and and it, it's even more of a kick in the nuts because you see the third period, you see how dominant we were, and it's like where the fuck was that the first forty? Right. Shame, shame on you, Capitals. But shame, right? Shame. And and you know this is a team that is trying to take your spot as first in the Metro. Yeah. You know this is a four point swing now, ladies and gentlemen. They are very close now. You know I think there's what a six point spread walking into this. Well, one more win and one more loss for the Caps. You know, one more win for the Penguins and one more loss for the Caps, and we're tied up. It's a four-point difference right now. Yeah, okay. So, you know, there there it is. Uh, by the end of the week, the Penguins could take first in the Metro. Yep. Unfucking believable Yeah, you kidding me? Black fucking magic over there in Pittsburgh. When's the devil going to just take his due? You know, <laughs> that's, I just, you know, just, that's all I want. Um, and... If I'm not ranting enough, you know, I just want to. I mean, do you have, what do you got? What do you got before I before I unleash on Crosby here? Uh, you know, he's good, but God, he just he reminds me of like a talented punk. He was <laughs> he's been babied, he's been catered to, and there's no doubt that he's worked hard. He deserves to be here, right. but his attitude is just like. How dare you touch me? How dare you hit me? Like that's I, you know that's, what? that's how I imagine he yells at people. <laughs> and then like, you know, there's the it, he gets away with so much dumb shit that right. people aren't allowed to do to him 
and I just wish he would get buried more. <laughs> yeah, just take take the hits. Like, why can't Tom Wilson target him a little bit more? <laughs> now, you know, I, I and that's what my so they say that you should judge a person's character on what they do when they don't think anybody's looking. Well, when Crosby doesn't think anybody's looking, he's holding fucking sticks while he's on the fucking bench and then and then when he gets called for it, he whines and complains and and yells at the ref and it's just, you know, um another time throwing water bottles on the ice. I mean, the Stanley yeah. Cup final and they didn't penalize him. You know, well, he, he got bum- the penalty for this one. But that is the type of bullshit fucking attitude play that drives me up the wall about him. You know, I I will never I will never seriously say he's a he sucks or he's a bad player. You know, I don't think anybody in their right mind can refute the talent. But those are the reasons that I fucking hate Sidney Crosby because he is such a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you know. There are players that light it up against the Caps, and I can say, look, those there. That's a good play. Those are great players. Um, you know, in a, in a team aspect, just like Nashville, Nashville were bad against Nashville. You know, Pekarene. This time it was Jose Saros, but Pekarene is generally really good against us. Um, you know, Ryan Johansson found his game a little bit um, against us in this in in the matchup this week against Nashville or last week against Nashville, like. I'll give props. That's a good good play there. But fuck Sidney Crosby. Fuck his his antics, his his extracurricular shit. You know, he's come out and said like I'm embarrassed to watch some of the plays that I the dives and the plays that I've I've made in my career. He's still a fucking embarrassment. He should still be embarrassed about a lot of the shit that he pulls on the ice. Yeah. I mean he went after Haglin because they bumped into each other. And yeah. he was and like, he's always the first to fu- okay, so like, if you've ever played hockey, it starts with like a bump, like a shoulder bump, and then if you're gonna escalate it more, it turns into cross checking, right? Yeah. And then somebody takes it up high, right? There's always that that if it's gonna go far past a couple cross checks or a slash, you know, you start slash stick play, um, and somebody comes up high on you, like into the chest, neck, face area. There's always that one guy that escalates the situation, right? So everybody, you know, you get what I'm saying, right? Paulie mm-hmm. as a player, yeah. you know, you're bumping around all of a sudden someone turns and slashes you. Okay. So then you cross check him in the arm and then, Oh, the next thing that they do is cross check you back. And then, you know, that should be the end of it. Or, you cross check them and then they face wash you or give you like the shove to the chin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Crosby is always the guy that goes high. Yeah. You know, he's, and, and, you know, in past, like him hitting guys in the nuts from behind, uh, I've seen him lift the stick in between legs so many times on purpose. It's just, <clears throat> it's that, I, I don't even want to call it image, that childish, like, escalation of things. And then when, somebody rips his head off or starts targeting him, he's first to whine. Yeah. So, I mean, to sum it up, Sidney Crosby is very talented. Yes. We're not refuting the talent here. But he is an asshole. <laughs> it is. Not, not in an endearing way. Some people, it's like, oh, that's just him. Like no, me. he's right? a dick. Like you guys love yeah, hockey like troll. Yeah, <laughs> Right. But it's just like... He's one of those kids that wasn't properly disciplined growing up. So now, <laughs> as an adult, he doesn't know how to handle confrontation. Right. Like, like in a normal human way. 
it, yeah, so basically, I do not dislike Crosby as a player. He's a great player. He's a really good player. I fucking hate him as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a fucking piece of shit. And I, you know what? Maybe I'm being a little harsh here. I'm, sh- you know, he, and on the ice, I'm saying, now this is, I do not know Sidney Crosby personally. Um, you know, fuck, he does great things for the community. You know, that little pins program is great. Mm-hmm. He lets kids, he gets kids into hockey, he does a lot of charity work. Uh, all this stuff, you know, obviously, this is a, a bit of a satire and rant that we're going through. So, I mean, if you want to come at us, come at us for it. Sid, if you're if you're listening, you know, nothing personal. I just hate you as a person. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're upset about it, get us on the ice and embarrass us. <laughs> or come on the pod and defend yourself. Oh. <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? Uh, I'm sweating thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I'd be really <laughs> nice to him. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm sorry for everything I've ever said. <laughs> you fucking coward. Um, no, I'd pile on. I'd be like, why do you do that? Like, I would I would go through all of the plays in my head and be like, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? Like a bitch. <laughs> no, I feel like I'd have to. I'd have to. I would, it would be such a, it would be, if I was nice to him, it would be such a, a letdown to the brand. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Anyways, to wrap it up, Murray played on his head. Um, you know, I figured it'd come down to a goaltending duel. I think it kind of did. And the Caps came up short. Yeah, I think uh, I don't have any stats to back this up. But it really seems like Matt Murray plays his best against Washington and Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. He shows up in the big games. Yep. And that's why he, that's why the Penguins organization likes him. Yep. And that's pretty sound logic. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> takeaways here over this week, man. More efforts. And, and you know, again, I feel like a broken fucking record. Sixty minute effort. I think I've seen three all season. Good sixty minute efforts against good opponents. Maybe three. <sighs> I'm glad it wasn't a 3-1 loss or a 4-1 loss to the Pens. You know, we came back in that third. But just to sh- it just shows you, you know, and I, it just shows you how good this team is. But, you know, can't they play it like the Super Saiyan level all game? Right. I wish they could. Right. I wish so. they did. And defensive shortcomings have been pretty prevalent. Um, at this point, I think that it may be deeper than execution, so tune in on Thursday for the Hockey Troll Hip Check where we will go over that in depth. Um, you know, anything else for you, man? No. Um, we got Kings and Philly coming up this week. Yep. Four uh, points. Both at home. Four points. Yeah. Uh, mm, yeah, at home. I'll take four. Okay. So, starting a big homestand here. Let's hope the Caps can 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 right the ship here and and, and get it done. Uh, Philly's going to be tough, but I think that we got their number on this one. Yeah, if it was in Philly, I'd go with Philly. Word. But I think I think we'll get them. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, remember, folks, Caps Trip has their own individual 
straight thread or um, individual feed now for the podcast. So you can you can like us individually, rate us individually. If you subscribe, you will just get to us alone. You will just get our podcast individually. So you know, good user experience for you from the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, with that, thanks for listening. And it's Hockey Troll and Polly Cupcakes signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at CupcakePolly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.